Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, live in the flesh this time. It's odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little... Yeah. No, don't... No, no, no. It's kind of awkward there when we started. He moved his leg and got played footsie. It was weird. <laughs> Yeah. This is why I record from home. <laughs> yeah, that's why you record from home, right? Well, folks, another week's gone by, and we are going to be talking about Star Wars Victory's Price, Alexander Freed. Um, lot to go over, I think. Um, <clears throat> and we'll go over backstory here. In, in a little bit, but yeah, that's that's primarily what we're going to be talking about uh, this week. And a uh, little bit of a heads up for the next couple weeks, we will be going through the, uh, well, I guess starts in uh, 2020, Vader comic line. Mm-hmm. So we'll mm-hmm. be going over that next week, and then the week after we'll be getting right back into um, New Jedi Order yeah. again, going back. Going back, back. I don't remember which one we're on. I have no idea. I don't remember what it is. I could kind of kneel down and check real quick. I'm sure you, I'm sure I you already have it. I pulled it out. But... It might be on the floor or something like that. Who knows? I, oh, yeah, balance point. Is that the one? Okay, balance point. Yeah. So that's, that's the it's next one. That's a good one. one. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it should be. I mean, we're starting to get into the heart of the series. And, um, yeah, we'll be getting into some of my my favorites as we go along. But... Anyway, yeah, so a lot coming up, and we've got to sort of decide on what's after that. You know, we've... Uh, we've <laughs> we're running out of content. Well, no, we're, no, we're really no, not. there's plenty to do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we've, we've resistanced ourselves out. Yes. That was... Um, those were very interesting things to, to chat about. And uh, I don't know. Rebels. Rebels might be a thing. Might be a good time <clears throat> to get into it. Maybe I mean, a little bit more Thrawn. Well, we've we've obviously watched Rebels. I've watched it several times, but you know, that was the thing about Resistance. We just had never watched it. Yeah. But Rebels, I mean, we, we haven't really talked about it. Uh, we weren't even doing the podcast when the final season aired. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the final season. But, um, but yeah, so a lot, lot coming up on the horizon, and we shall, we shall obviously see all that as it goes along. But um, I don't know. How was your week? Actually, really good. Well, I should say today was really good. Um, the week seemed like a total drag. I didn't sleep well at all, and it was just terrible. And I expected it to end the same way, but ended pretty nice. I actually got a raise today. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah raises was, are fun. The The negotiations were not short. It was like a two-hour discussion. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually why I didn't text you back earlier when you were asking when I was going to head down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, pretty decent. Weather's starting to change. Starting to feel alive again. The whole seasonal depression is going away. Everything's happy, sunshine, rainbows. Yeah, going we've for walks uh, and whatnot. Yeah, we've uh, we've had several days in the in the sixties, mm-hmm. which has been good. You know, it rained yesterday, and on tomorrow's forecast, it'll be <laughs> snow. <laughs> Well, you never know. Never know with Ohio. But yeah, no, um, weather does seem to start to be turning around. I've got my eyes on a lot of, um, <clears throat> you know, projects that the winter sidelined. So that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be a lot. 
probably going to take a couple of days off here pretty soon and start working on that stuff. House stuff, car stuff. Um, Never really feels like days off when you do that, does it? <laughs> well, no. No. No, not really. Uh, I, I, I am definitely hoping as we get into summer we're a bit more sane as a society and we can get back to uh, getting out and you know forgetting about all the terrors of the news and mm-hmm. everything. You know, kind of a fun fact, we're actually getting really close to uh, 300 subscribers on Twitter. Ooh. I know really? you I know you pay attention to that I a don't. lot. I will never have Twitter, but that's <laughs> awesome. Thank you people. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's very cool to see new folks uh, you know, popping in there from time to time. We're not social media people. No. We're, we're, we're really not, and uh, the only thing I do is I post when an episode's up. So Monday, you get your one tweet, and um, that's it. I really don't enjoy it. I don't you either. Know, it, it, it's, it's pretty toxic. It, everybody just hates on everybody. Um, what was I watching? I was watching some YouTube video. Oh, it was somebody's rig rundown, their guitar rig rundown. And this guy, or gal, I don't know, could have been either. <clears throat> but they were like, oh, this guy is such a poser. You know, he's he's nobody. He's just copying other people. And then you always get somebody <laughs> else who comes in and is like, what, you know, who who crapped in your cornflakes? And then he just, it, it's obviously a troll. Like the right. guy, the guy probably doesn't like the guy they're talking about, but he also is doing this for attention. Yeah. And I see, God, I see so much of that. And and you know what? Star Wars Twitter's not any better. I know you don't interact with it, but I see it when I when I click in. And you know, people attacking people and and you know, not even the political stuff, but just like, you know, I like uh oh, I like the last Jedi. Well, you're a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Well, I only like the prequels. Well, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> you know? it, uh, it's su- it's wild. I'm surprised we haven't really gotten trolls yet. I'd follow enough obviously to know if we would, you would tell me. But it's it's kind of the same with us. I mean, yeah, we're not we're not anything special. We're we're not posers though. We're really not doing it for attention or anything. It's just fun to talk about our passions and I don't get mm-hmm. why you have to attack someone for that. <laughs> oh, I'm a poser. It's fine. No, you know the thing is is because we we don't engage. I think that that's probably kind of the reason why. Yeah. Is we we don't really engage in much. Um, I like a few like podcasts or friends and stuff, their tweets that I know. Maybe I'll retweet some stuff on there if I like it or, you know, a friend's podcast just came out and I see it. I might retweet it. But um, I don't know. We talk about what we talk about in the show and, and you know, I just, that's all I really care about doing. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we, we, we don't, we don't do this to make money or, um, we're not trying yeah. to be the next Star Wars explained. Yeah, or... I mean, we're not trying to do it to to be famous. I mean, in our like Twitter bio, it's you know two brothers talking Star Wars, and yeah. that that's all it is. I mean, we're we're just two brothers who like to talk about Star Wars, and I'm sure our opinions are not universally accepted by everybody. I mean, I've been particularly harsh on characters like Mon Mothma over the years, yeah. um, you know, and. I'm not the biggest fan of some of the characters in this book that are probably a lot of people's favorite. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of the reviews, and I yeah. surely don't 
share the sentiments for some of these people. Yeah. And that's fine. With something as big as Star Wars, who's going to agree on everything? No, that's very true. And I think, like, recently the CEO of Disney had effectively put out there that Kathleen Kennedy will continue to be in her position Mm -hmm. for Disney for a long time. And that's triggered a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and I get it. Like the, the, the sequel trilogy, it didn't really follow the trajectory, the trajectory that I would have put it at, but I'm also not a writer for Disney and Lucasfilm, but you know, at the same token, She's also brought us stuff like Mandalorian. Well, man, yeah, I mean Mando. Oh, but John Favreau did it. It's like, yes, he did, and Who it greenlighted is, it though. Well, it is it is from his mind and Dave Filoni's mind, and obviously, like Dave with all the cartoons and the animation, the animated series, and um, like well, like Rogue One, yeah, or Solo. <clears throat> I count Solo as a win. Uh, even Force Awakens. I like Force Awakens. Uh, you know, and there's some stuff that I disagree with in The Last Jedi, and we've talked about that. And there's some stuff I disagree with in Rise of Skywalker. But, you know, <clears throat> it's really hard to hit every single thing. But, yeah, I mean, she does what she does. I don't have any problem with her. But, you know, I, I think that you get you get a lot of people who are like, well, you only hate her because she's a woman. Well, no, I, I don't like her because of this. And you know, all that kind of, and it just becomes some garbled transmission that nobody really understands. And there's good and bad in star Wars. Yeah. You know, just like any other fandom really, I mean, nothing's perfect. Well, I mean, take the animated series. We Mm -hmm. like rebels. We like clone wars. Um, resistance. Eh. Not so much. It's not for us. It's not that it's bad. It's just not, we're not not the target audience for, for it. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Well, series? Well, there is the 2006 Clone Wars series. Yeah, I feel really dumb. It's like I feel like I'm forgetting one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, we'll eventually have Bad Batch. That's Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't really care about Bad Batch, <laughs> but well, it's fine. It'll be content. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, social media is just not very it's not very kind and I don't particularly care to engage in it all that much yeah the thing with me and again you said it bandwagon i feel like a lot of people get negative about these things without actually doing any form of research on it and they're just kind of repeating what someone else is saying and that's just where i kind of shut down i just stop listening to it truthfully yeah for sure you know, I think that that's um, that's the best way to be. Really, mm-hmm. that's the best way to be. I, I'm looking up. I know. Series. I know. I'm trying I, to read it over your. Mind. I, I, I'm I'm serious. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but it's it's not. I mean, there are some little micro stuff. Well, there but, is droids and Ewoks, of course. Anyway, I don't I don't know why I'm thinking. Anyway, whatever. It's probably because Clone Wars was so giant. I say you're probably just splitting season. <laughs> yeah. Was it seven? Yeah, I'm splitting it off or something. I don't know. It's its own show. It's its own series. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like we're probably going to have a pretty long discussion, and we've been putting in some two-hour stuff recently. Um, yeah. So I think we'll probably get on to the main crux of the episode. And again, Star Wars Victory's price. So let's give some backstory. Now... Alphabet Squadron is a trilogy. Mm-hmm. The first Alphabet Squadron book, I 
You know what? I didn't go back. <laughs> I didn't go back and check our ratings, like check the episodes really? for ratings. I don't care though. Um, but I remember that the original Alphabet Squadron book, the first book in the series, I think we both liked. We I did. think that's fair, right? But the second book is where we started to stumble. Shadowfall was not what we were expecting. Um, I think we shared the same sentiments on the book as a whole. It had it had gotten into this territory where we stopped liking the characters for the most part, unfortunately. Um, there was still a couple worth liking, but it really focused on some things that we just didn't enjoy, the cult aspect with... Um, yeah, Chaz. Chaz, thank you. Yeah. Things like that. Um, Erica's inability to just, you know... Make a decision. Or even talk to people. Yeah. 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 The, the, the character, because it was so strongly character-driven, um, that's, I think, what we hyper-focused on. We wanted to like characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I'm looking at this. Alphabet Squadron, the first book, was 2019, Shadowfall 2020, and then uh, it's just been year after year. Yeah. Doesn't it seems it's crazy? Like, it's a fairly big book to come out that quickly when you think about it. These are long books. Yeah. I mean it, it just I don't know, it's crazy. I, I don't I feel like the the first book was longer ago than what yeah. it was. Um I don't know. This past year's just been uh been very long. I'll say that much. So yeah, we have our issues. We have our issues with with this uh, with this series. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we like literature. This mm-hmm. is kind of a lot of our bread and butter. We read a lot of books in yeah. in this uh, canon, and we like space battles. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. and that was what was so intriguing about Alpha Alpha Alphabet Squadron from the start was. You're talking about fighter pilots. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of diversity in it too. Yeah, kind of right there in the name. When you, yeah, and you had that's just it. You had such a diverse cast of characters from all over the place, different philosophies, personalities, whatever, and it was it was kind of refreshing. And we were just waiting for the gel, you know, waiting for them to become a true squadron. Yeah. <laughs> And then in Shadowfall, everything just got broken up. Yeah. And that was, um, okay, sometimes you can deal with that. But it, it became pretty hard for me to, to care as much about it. And I, it. It does. It bothers me a bit. So anyway, we're not going to rehash... Um, those two books, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes if you want, or read the books mm-hmm. if you haven't. <laughs> if you haven't this already, this book will make no sense to you otherwise. Well, I would, yeah, I would. I mean, they do. I shouldn't say that they do a decent job, well enough, and kind of filling in some of the blanks. But <sighs> character development in this series. <laughs> Anyway, shouldn't shouldn't dive into that yet, just yet. No, it's it's fine. I I don't think um, I don't think there's any problem. You know what is weird? 
hmm. on both of these pages, and we're talking about books from a year and two years ago, there is no plot summary on this page. Really? I mean, there's no extended plot summary. That's the weirdest thing. It's like, did you erase this for this? It's like, <laughs> oh, I can't, you can't, you can't know any of it. Uh, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So when we left Shadowfall, Erica had left the squadron. They mm-hmm. found out about her past with the genocide at Necronus. Mm-hmm. Was it Necronus? Yes. Okay. Sometimes I forget. There are just so many plants. Yeah. <laughs> so many plants being destroyed by by our shadow wing. And so many pilots that I will never remember their names. <laughs> yeah, and that was another thing. I, I was attempting to, as we normally do, pull up a, uh, a character list. There are so many in this that do not have a bio. Like, you can't even click on it. It's ridiculous. Well, it's, it's just huge. And I got to say, you know, this is, this is insider information. I had to change mouses on this computer because apparently <laughs> I don't have a good set of batteries for it. And so I click in my other one and the roll is reversed for some reason on this. <laughs> like it's doing it's doing really funky things and I don't like it. So whatever. I know what you were guys you doing are, with that mouse. Yeah, this is my like work computer mouse and anyway. <laughs> but there is there's such a giant list of characters too that will never We'll never be able to bypass this. We'll never be able to really get into it. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I would say that there's basically about seven characters to focus on in well, this book for the most part. <laughs> I'm really gonna try super hard to remember all of these darn characters. <laughs> and I'm going to try my best to point, you know, like find them in this stupid list and maybe do something. But I'm no guarantees, okay? No guarantees. Although, <laughs> old Gablerone. <laughs> Every time I think of it, it's like it's just Toblerone bar, <laughs> which aren't very good. Have you ever had a Toblerone? No. I don't know. I, I never thought that they were all that, all that great. Hey, I'll just, I'll bring up one that I kind of want to talk about that I totally blanking but since you're right here and you're saving this the uh imperial that's attacked by the by shadowing big battle they attack the the first yeah the first the first with the yeah yeah kind of want to talk about just his ideology even though it's a really weird messed up thing i don't remember his name so is it madagast or Uh, yeah madragast madragast yeah Yeah. hey right there look at that madragast I know. It's crazy. Yeah, we'll get to them. So, probably shouldn't start with character bios, or I feel like this will go into the three, four hour mark. No, and <laughs> I don't necessarily know that I want to go over every single event here um, either. Isn't if I, it? If I'm just being honest with you, isn't it weird how much this series, even though it has its flaws, makes us focus pretty much solely on the characters and not really what's happening around them as much? Because that's how I kind of felt like I went through this entire series, even though the characters are so flawed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see where you're, where you're going with that. I mean, you're completely wrong, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I, I get how, how, how you see how you could go about that. Um, anyway, I guess before because this, this is going to be a very character heavy, I think, um, discussion. 
let's go ahead and just touch on events like major, major events. So again, we left, we left Quell leaving to join shadow wing again. And she Mm -hmm. does. And shadow wing is out there destroying planets still second cinder essentially. Yeah. Second cinder. Do you remember the name of that planet? The one that, uh, Madrigas is on. Yep. Or, Ooh, yeah. The one with the rings. Sure. Don't. (laughs) Well, I'm coming up. Chattawa. Is that, was that it? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, it was Chattawa. You can correct us if you want. I don't care. <laughs> again, we're not on social media much. We probably okay. won't again, see it. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> let's hyper-focus here. Let's go through events. So we still have Hera and her group mm-hmm. who have been transferred aboard the Deliverance new yep. ship, which is a uh, repurposed Star, Star Destroyer. Destroyer. You know what would be cool? Hmm. If somebody just came in in like a Clone War era like some some junker came in with like a clone war era star destroyer and just had the the hatch that <laughs> opens on the very top of it and just <laughs> that'd be fun yeah anyway i'm sure that's very fun for all of you <clears throat> so we have Erica and it's very very made very apparent very early that this is all a ruse de guerre she is yeah. Hasn't really turned her back on the Republic. She's ready to kill all of her friends that, you know, she's having fun with and, you know, getting dressed by at one one point yeah. and like, you know, oh, my brittle bones. Oh, I remember your brittle bones and, and all of that good stuff and her lessons with keys, you know. <laughs> her little bonding moments with... Uh... <laughs> The old Emperor's droid. <laughs> yeah, that stupid droid. What a letdown on that, too. Yeah. What a letdown on that. Anyway, we'll get more to that. So I guess I guess sticking with that storyline though. Erica sends coded messages. Mm-hmm. Although they don't know it's from Erica, but they send them uh, to Hera and the deliverance. Informing them of where Shadow Wing is going to be. So they have a couple of engagements. And then we have Chadwa, which is a pretty big part of this book. Yeah. Felt like almost the final conclusion if you hadn't looked at the timestamp. We need to talk. Well, we'll, let's hold that particular for a little later. Let's get through events first because, yes, I I do want to talk about the the pacing. So Chadwa has it's it's basically it seemed to me like it was like artificially created yeah and with odd things going on with radiation and whatnot and these barriers shields for it right and i'll be honest with you that was hard for me to keep up on it like was something about the tide going in and out and then their satellites and they're building up radiation yeah. and they're, basically they're trying to irradiate the planet but I didn't really understand it all that much. And yeah. maybe that's just because I wasn't paying attention. But whatever. They were trying to destroy the planet. They were using the planet to whatever. So we also have your your buddy, Madrigast, 
And we kind of figure out that Shadow Wing, what they're doing is they're actually targeting Imperials. Yeah. And killing Imperials. And these Imperials are on regular planets, which means collateral damage for whoever's on the planet. Madrigast doesn't really pick a side until the very end. Yeah. Opportunistic weasel. (laughs) But... We do come to a confrontation, a very slow, arduous confrontation, though. There's a very, very let down kind of ending, truthfully. Yeah, yeah, true. But, I mean, I get it. Not everything can be high-paced, but a lot of small skirmishes, not really losing anybody. Yeah. And then we get this beginning of something that is interesting where will is initiating contact between all the pilots on the deliverance and the pilots for shadowing which by the way i don't believe we've mentioned at this point will is now the he's, commander yeah, right. of alphabet squadron yeah he's commanding the, i feel like we really skipped a, a lot of the early stuff a little in this bit book. Is there anything that you really think was worth mentioning? I really I, don't. I mean, truthfully. to be honest, like I'm, I'm just thinking about like major events yeah. and like letting the folks at home read the book. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let we'll keep going with this then. But I think that this is important. Now I read, I read old books. One of them is a series by Patrick O'Brien. All the the Albury Matron series, if you want to look it up, there's 21 total books in the series, and it centers around like the very late 1700s and early 1800s, um, Napoleonic Wars, uh, War of 1812, through the eyes of a British ship captain and his doctor friend, mm-hmm. and all the things that those countries get involved in in the navy, in the navy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. War was not as personal as it seems to us now. You know, it is a bloody affair. Is it brutal? Always. But a lot of times what would happen on these fleet engagements is they'd beat the crap out of each other, kill each other, maim each other. And then afterwards, all the officers would have dinner. Yeah. And then, you know, your people were probably pressed and they worked within the crew and they became just a part of the crew. It was like mm-hmm. a national, uh, uh gulag I, that you all just intermingled in. So the idea of combatants on either side, communicating with each other is not, not unusual. You can even take stories from world war two, like Christmas. Yes. When certain ceasefires were called between German and American soldiers. Wasn't well, there a story Axis like they Allied. played soccer together or something? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there was exchanging of gifts and stuff, yeah. you know, between people who were literally fighting an ideologic and very bloody and terrible war. And that was personal, <laughs> truthfully, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. But, I mean, war, war has become so much less personal in a way because of the bombs, yeah. the bots not being there the the you you strip away some of the humanity and everybody just becomes a statistic well here we have a very easy statistic because they don't see each other they only see their ships yeah but they both realize that they've been fighting this battle for a long time 
mean, you think like Pandem Nye, you think uh, the Ordal Cluster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has been a long engagement. And these people actually are starting to recognize each other. I mean, they notice little quirks of the ties, you know, right. they can tell who the pilot is just from that. Well, and they're studying each other. They know their tactics by now. And they're, they're inexorably intertwined. Their yeah. stories are intertwined. So we have this communication where they're singing, they're playing games. Um, one of them was doing like a radio DJ sort of thing. Yeah. Cause like her parent, her dad was like a, like a, an actual like radio operator or whatever yeah. it was. Space radio, space radio, 10 7 AM morning dance party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got, we've got the best Bothan beats. <laughs> Play that song again. <laughs> Oh, anyway. It's too bad Chas doesn't have her mat, her music anymore. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll, we'll do more character specific because I do want to get into the characters. So anyway, we do wind up kind of having a final, sort of final confrontation here when Will challenges Soren Keys to a one-on-one, which to be honest with you is kind of stupid. To determine... The battle. Well, the thing is, is it, is it won't hold true. I mean, no. they'll still they'll no. still fight. You know, there's you'll just have one less commander in the battle. That's yeah, all which it is. is kind of what Will points out. Really, I think they both understand that. Well, in a lot of ways, I think Will is definitely a great pilot, but he doesn't win. Right. I mean, he keys takes him out, and it starts a theme of, are they dead? Yeah, They're dead. He killed them. He killed them. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't kill anybody. I thought it was kind of funny how, like, as that battle raged on, Will started thinking, like, that looks like another maneuver. Oh, that's Blink's maneuver. That's Char's maneuver. Oh, what? Oh, right. This is the guy that trained them. Well, of course that would happen. Which is an odd little thing to think about in the middle of the battle. Well, which is interesting because if he studied all these maneuvers, you would think he would have had, like, some kind of plan. Or, Or not maybe an upper hand, but at least a path to victory maybe and it didn't seem like they really explained him having any of his own tactics whatsoever he was just kind of trying to react yeah so will's not dead and he also kind of quits yeah but i don't want to go too much into that we will get to that now, through that battle, Nath is still piloting the bombers. Mm-hmm. Kind of taking control. What was the what was the what was Shadow Wing's ship name? Let's see if I can find that. Do you remember? Uh, Yadis. Yeah. The Yadis. <laughs> Yadis. No. <Nuts>. No. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> well, we also have Madrigast. Mm-hmm. who kind of turns on everybody, really. Yeah. It's <laughs> odd what happens with that, because, like, again, we don't want to get into a lot of character bios, but we're probably not going to talk about him again. No. So, essentially, Soren Keys wants to obliterate all of these technically ex-Imperials. I mean, they're not willing to be a part of this, and they're, they, they're not deserters, but he wants to wipe them all out. And at no point does Madrigas you know, acknowledge that in the fight. And he's talking with um, Hera near the end. It's like, well, I know that they wanted to kill me, but if it's between them and you, I'm going to choose, even though you saved us, 
to try and kill you because Imperial for life. We're just going to go out guns blazing. Right. And it just kind of reinforces a theme in the book, which is how much the Empire stains you and makes you so guilty and ideological towards their beliefs that it just, it's it's indoctrination, essentially. Well, guess what? He's dead. He's very dead, including his entire crew. <laughs> it's like a it's like a snail mm. going up against an elephant, and just getting crushed. It's yeah. kind of pathetic. Yeah, it was. It's weird because like Hera's really torn with this decision. It's like, please stop. You know, don't make us do this. Yeah. Well, let's continue to move on in events, so again we can get into characters. So after this, what was the immediate? The immediate event after this, do you remember? We had our battle with Soren yeah. and Will, and after that, it kind of goes into. Um, at this point, are we still looking into the Emperor's droid? Are we okay. off to that planet well, with Erica? No, that's a good call. Let's talk about that. So, the Emperor's droid. Now, during one of Erica's attempted saboteur sending message things, she shoots the droid mm-hmm. because it knows. Yeah. It knows what she's it doing. It was there from the beginning. Yeah. Well, it scared her. So, <laughs> her, Keys has this whole suspicion about this droid. He wants to know how the droid found the people that he did. Yeah. He wants to know why, like, grandmother was chosen, why he was chosen, why the droid came to them. So Erica takes it to yet another planet, <laughs> the robot planet. Yeah. Planet robot, I robot, planet I bot. And uh, goes, to, <laughs> goes to a robot surgeon. But then it was actually two robot surgeons, whatever. <laughs> and uh, basically wants the information, all the information. And it's built up like it's supposed to be this giant thing. And I I was so let down by this. Yeah. Because what it wound up being was just a large statistically based it's an database of all Imperial's transgressions. Yeah. I wanted it to be something far more nefarious, but it actually was a letdown. And the thing was, when Erica gets when Erica gets the information from the surgeon droid surgeon, surgeon simulator. He's like, oh, this is going to blow your mind. And then she's like, she she even says she wasn't surprised by any of it. Yeah. At all. I guess just par for course for the Empire. It's nothing yeah. it was data. amazing. It was just data. Well, she also has team. <laughs> yes, her ground crew of engineers and other people who shouldn't be a ground crew. It's great. Yeah, well, guess what? They're dead, too. Super dead. <laughs> super, super dead. So uh, here, here's the thing about her, her group. They eventually turn on her. They yeah. find the basically destroyed droid, which is kind of... It's like an effigy to a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And there's there's definitely a strange dichotomy of, like, you know, <laughs> all these pilots just palling around, but then they're super, like, murderers, right? Mm-hmm. And Well, it goes back to them talking... 
with Will and his crew, and then the massive battles after. It's just they're like that with each other as well. Yeah. Well, they turn on Erica, and as they're attempting to decide her fate, they are then attacked by Chaz and uh, Kairos. Oh, yeah. Remember Kairos? We'll talk about her in a little bit. Hold on. Just hold your horses. After we talk about Hera. Well, we well, hold we're actually going to have to talk about Hera. Just hold on, okay. Hold your horses. By the way, Erica breaks a window. That's fun. Oh yeah. And then she gets a crap beat out of her by cat uh, by Chas. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, and then it's captured. And then they go to Kairos's weird planet. Why? I'm just. I'm I, asking why. I'm just I, I giving don't understand you the facts. Why. This Truthfully. is a fact finding mission. We go to Kairos's planet. We learn a little bit more about her, that she's some sort of like ethereal husk where she's, she is a child of the corn. She's Mothra. God. <laughs> Waiting for her final transformation. Transformation. We'll get back to her. Yeah. Again, just events. So we go to Kairos planet, which isn't her real name, but we never figure out her real name. Do we? No, it's do specifically we? not mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> well, no, she's something <laughs> different. So after crazy Kairos planet, where apparently Kairos's ethereal people are trying to murder them all, they just get out of there. Chaz just gets her B-Wing back that she left on robot planet. Yeah. And, and also at this point, Chaz <laughs> is perfectly fine with Erica, or at least getting there, whereas like... 20 minutes earlier in the book, she wants to kill her. You're so trying to talk about characters. I'm not talking about characters. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to smack It's you. still development. I edit these episodes, and I will decide <laughs> what we talk. <laughs> Let's keep moving, because eventually we do join back up, right? And uh, conversations happen. Will's like, oh, the band's back together. Nath's like, ha, ha. You know, Chaz is like, I still might kill you. Kairos is like, you know, maybe you're my, you're sister, my sister, but I still might but kill I'm you. Judge you. <laughs> you know, Hera's like, I really wish you guys weren't so emo. And then, <laughs> why haven't you died yet? <laughs> this working group needs to die. <laughs> Goodness. Well, let's just fast forward because I'm I'm getting bored. I want to talk more characters <laughs> and events. Because it's just a backdrop. And uh, we do eventually get to the Battle of Jakku. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of overwriting. And and this isn't like rewriting, but it is overwriting an existing event that happened in the Aftermath books. It's making a big deal of something that isn't a big deal, essentially. It's a big deal to them. Okay. Pilots. So just just to run through this, the Yadis is using some of their radiation gas from Chattawa to blind the sensors of smaller cruisers. The 204th goes in, they shoot everything up. They've disabled like three or four cruisers using this before. And this is totally making up. sense, right? Well, no, I mean, that <laughs> actually makes sense because, you know, we had already established that this radiation just completely wipes any sensors. So I, that's fine. However, then we get to the slow lumbering confrontation between the Deliverance and the Yadis. And um, 
I don't even remember how the deliverance was damaged. Like, Sabotage. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> duh. But no, I thought there was something before that. But anyway, there was a sabotage. I thought there was something before that sabotage mm. happened. But anyway, the big battle. We know about this battle because we read about it in Aftermath. Overriding. Sorry, Freed. <laughs> Not going to let you get away with that one that easy. But anyway, so we, we, we have a lot of this. And this is where it gets muddy for me. Very muddy and very slow. We have this ballet I'm sure somebody would describe that. They call it that. that. It was actually described that in the book. Oh, look at that. That's fun. (laughs) So, this ballet of pilots, as well, it's not really Alphabet Squadron anymore. No. It's it's Alphabet, Hail, um, oh, Riot. No. Riot. Was there like one pilot from Riot left? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, at this point. I feel like. Is this where Hail is completely wiped out? I, I think that, like, maybe a hail, hail pilot survived. Okay. Oh. Because it was all the bombers at this point, correct? Well, I mean, there were, there were a few. I, I'm... You're really... You're really... You're really... You're really testing my <laughs> my remembrance. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just... I very vividly remember Hail Squadron. I'm going to try and... Uh, No, actually, what it was was hail was wiped out. Um, uh, Was that around the time that Soren and Will battle? Is that when that happens? You see, you see how often like we we really dive into stuff and how much we know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 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 sorry. I am trying to find this because there were like three different squadrons um, attached to the deliverance. But God, you know, nobody apparently cares about this at all because <laughs> it is really hard to find this stuff. And if I can't remember, I I may or may not be able to find it. But I, I remember I remember Hail Squadron being there. I I, I seem to remember that, but. Um, this is probably the wrong page because this is like talking about events from aftermath. <laughs> anyway, so we have, we still have a couple of squadrons left and uh, they, they are being, they, they're all being pretty unceremoniously picked apart. And that's the 204th and what remains of our squadron here. Oh yeah. By the way, it's not being led by will, but we'll talk about, We'll talk about him later. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Okay. So yeah, that was, that was the old one. No hound squadron is not one. Cause they were, they were, um, they were already taken, taken apart. That's really annoying. I, I was pretty sure I, I, I had opened a page for that. You know, I'm going to make you do the computer one day. <laughs> You're going to have to do all of this for me one one time. Anyway, sorry. So what what really what didn't mesh very well for me Meteor and Hail. I found it. Oh, it's Meteor Squadron. Meteor okay. Squadron, Hail Squadron. Okay, that's a win. <laughs> that's a win for the day. What made this difficult for me is that it was trying to be very poetic. 
and I felt like it became a bit of a parody. Mm-hmm. They were talking with each other on an open channel. Uh, the the um, good guys, bad guys, you get it. Two, uh, 204th and, and the um, Rebel Pilots. And they're saying the names of all the people that had died as yeah. they're killing each other. Did it just seem like a little too much to you? Like, who's really doing this in the heat of a battle? Well, what it seemed like is you go to that art function, and you like art, you know? You, you enjoy a good landscape painting. You, you watch Bob Ross as a kid. Yeah. And then you look at this, like, big circle with, like, a triangle on top of it, and you're saying what the hell is that? It's like, well, this is reminiscent of the blackness of my soul <laughs> and the darkness inside and the light that shines all around me, but it's not light enough to penetrate the darkness within my soul. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I listen, I'm cool with you putting meaning into all this stuff, but it's really, really hard for me to care when that goes on over and over and over and over again. For, for some people who need to have more poignant facts, sometimes you, you have to brush past that, but it was just so constant. Chas is going nuts. Yeah. She is loosing her armament at anyone. Like she, she's literally. She might kill one of her own at some point. Probably. I mean, she's going full berserker mode. Nath is trying to hold things together. Will's not there. He think Will's probably dead. Hare is probably dead. All the pilots are getting picked off. You know, and at this point, Kairos isn't even in the battle. No, she, she she's her off and, with Erica. Yeah, we should we should mention that too uh, after we get through this because it, it's so long yeah. as well. It is such a long sequence of events. It is, but and I agree with you that it's a bit comical in a way. I think at one point they're even like rattling off names and everything and the person that was rattling off the names gets killed by Chas and it's like oh yeah pretty sure that I just did that well there was one part where like two of them had sung together yeah and like like one of them was singing and then they got cut I think it was off. like the twins or something maybe yeah. yeah you know I get the point but it just it went on too much I felt like it was just so heavy handed that it just it, it hurt a bit yeah um, whereas you know, I think Freed had done a pretty good job of explaining battles in the earlier books. It felt like here he it's muddled. W- well, it, yeah, it just felt like he wasn't doing that. Yeah. So Nath does one run with his bombers against the Yadis. Doesn't work. Eventually, we have Chaz who comes through and somehow does what a bomber can't do, but whatever. Takes out their um, their engines with a B wing. <laughs> well, B wings are sick. I guess. Uh, but um, so she is blown off. Yeah. She's probably dead. Uh, but realistically, as we already know, the rebels win. Yeah. They, they win above Jakku, but it had nothing to do with this engagement. Mm-hmm. It, it actually, in a way, and I know, I know it's not intended to, but it does, it does sort of minimize what the larger ships are doing like Augate and some of the events of Aftermath, which I will say this, um, Chuck Wendig is not a very popular guy. And Aftermath, I think at the time of its inception, wasn't a very popular series. 
Mm-hmm. I like Aftermath. I, I actually do think, too. I mean, Sinji or Rathvelis is is a great character. Yeah. Nora. Yeah, great Nora. Character the, as well. The, well, the Wexleys. Snap. It, it did create a lot of really cool characters. Um, we we discussed this last week because I couldn't remember Nora, yeah. and I remember that. But uh, the bounty hunter. Um, yeah. And the jumper. Uh, anyway, it's not important to this story. But I feel like you know you're, you're dealing with this very small frigate engagement, and that had nothing to do to decide because the big thing was that giant super star, star destroyer above Jakku. Yeah, and don't we always keep hearing through this books like you know whether or not the two hundred fourth is there is going to be the deciding factor in this battle? Would it have been? Well, granted, <laughs> their plan was interesting. It was. It was very interesting, and they did take down some some of the smaller frigates, but like, I don't know. I did. I, this is just my feeling could be wrong. You guys don't have to agree, but I feel like it took away from the battle. So it was like a microscope trying to override it, it itself in a much bigger battle. Yeah. And it was very personal. It was super personal, but, um, I mean, they win. will, well, let's talk about the sabotage. <laughs> Lieutenant Cedia mm-hmm. is aboard the Deliverance. Oh, blink. Yeah. And we remember her from Shadow Shadowfall. She was trapped on the cult planet with Chaz. Mm-hmm. She infiltrates. She just becomes a person in the rebellion. And there was so, oh my God, through the entire book, you knew she was there. Yeah, but I mean, we never really knew her. We didn't yeah. know. We knew there was somebody. Yeah, there was a there was somebody there. there. And I and I felt that this was like super convenient for Will's character. Yeah. Because he he decides not to go with his he he's done fighting, but he finds the saboteur. Yeah. How perfect. Yeah. And, and of just, course, it's someone that he's interacted with more than anybody else. Yeah, he doesn't know her like Chas would have. Which I, I got to thinking, it's like God, if Chas would have ever seen her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why, you know, they write her going off different places right. so she can't. Anyway, so CD has a bomb. And after Will's expert level reasoning, she, you know, explodes. And uh <laughs> I mean that cripples the ship. Everybody's yeah. abandoned ship. Hera attempts to pilot the the deliverance towards the Yadis. And which, isn't this just such a long portion of the book, too? It felt like for what? It's super long. Yeah. For the timeline of it. Yeah, it, it, it did feel super long. But Will survives. Yeah. Chas is like crushed, but she survives. Yeah. And Can't guess who shows legs, up? But. Will's people on their, on their creatures yeah. to search. The 120. Well, 119 for now. <sighs> Yeah, true, I guess. They're all home. I just want to go home with them. Yeah, yeah. So Chas is okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Quell for a second. Quell's going to go face off against Soren Keys. Yeah. Going to have a little mono mono with Soren over Coruscant. And Soren, figuring out what this data is, is going to go destroy the central bank on Coruscant. Yeah. <clears throat> Quell's going to stop him. And this is where it gets to the point where it feels so off was their confrontation. 
<laughs> and we'll talk about that here a little bit more in a second. Let's just get through the events. Stop <laughs> stop trying to stop trying to make me talk about characters. <laughs> Guess what? What happened to Soren Keys? Nothing. Oh, he's dead. No. He's dead in door. No. He's fine. Kairos is okay though. Yeah. Yeah. Quell's okay. Kairos falls about 50 stories, but she's okay. Yeah, she just loses all of her chitinous shell. Yeah. And just like floats away on the wind. It's great. Yeah. Keys confesses to everything to try and help his pilots and all of his people so that they won't be over persecuted. That's 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 interesting. Good, good, I guess. And then we uh we wrap it up with a little one-on-one with Mon Mothma, Heron Mon Mothma. Drinking water. Yep. And yep. discussing Erica's fate. Yep. <laughs> Having some drinks. No giant cats, though. No giant cats. Yeah. Not like, uh, you know, our High Republic. Yeah. I she bet. does need some high, some giant cats. I bet she does have a cat. She probably you, does. Do you think Mon Mothma's a cat person? I mean, she's a moth. I feel like cats would chase moths. That'd probably be a bad combo. You know what? I almost see her with like a big dog. Like, I feel really? like she would be a big dog person, like a Great Dane person. I feel like she would have the uh, the dog from Resistance. The long-legged dog. Oh, the chicken dog? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. No, I think she's a big dog person. Yeah. Like a big, like a giant breed person. I feel like she's, yeah, I feel like that's what she would do. I wonder how big space dogs are. Yeah, Into some big. interesting stuff right here. I know no people. Doubt. Okay, so we have a wrap up. Erica's basically pardoned as an example, um, not made an example, but made an example in a, a better light way. example. Yeah, just a very light one. She starts a shipping company. Her and Chaz are together. Yeah. Um, Nath's doing some questionable, shady things off in the maybe. And Will's a politician. Yeah. End of book. And Kairos is just gone. Yep. No gone. idea. Dust in the wind. Yeah. Okay, so you ready to talk about characters? <laughs> I know that I We're not even an hour in. We're gonna double this. L- l- listen, guys. I mean, I know that was a very simple simplified. I want you to read the book because like it's yeah. it's it's kind of hard for me to explain, but let me let me put it this way. Don't re- don't listen to the audiobook. No. January Lavoie is sick. Yeah, and I actually I didn't realize this at first. We've had three different people in all the audiobooks voicing. Yeah. You can look that up. There has not been a single person to do it more than one book. And actually, I I feel like... I did them. I did them all. I don't know. I I will look that up. I will fact check you. I only heard that because... I only know that because of another review. So, (laughs) Alphabet Squadron, Suskia... Mar- oh, that's a lot of letters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Marlevild and Shadowfall. Caromanda. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. Really? Which is odd, isn't what it? Do, okay, so what? What has January? What else is she? Because she's, she's done. done something. Did she do the um, uh, Amidala books? She might have. I hate this mouse so much. I need to get it. It's so stupid. Uh, okay, well, as I look at that, pick a character. Pick a char- character out of a hat. Let's follow their development. Mon Mothma. I'm not talking about Mon Mothma today. <laughs> you can try again. Oh, let's see. Well, 
feel like we should save our pilots for last. So let's get Soren Keys out of the way. Just go with a heavy hitter right away. Uh, you misogynist. You yeah. misogynist pig. So she's done Into the Void, Bloodlines, Last Shot, a couple of kids' books, a Star Trek Voyager book. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. She's Quite done, a bit. Uh, there's something else. Razor's Edge. Oh, she's done Discovery stuff too. Interesting. Hmm. She's done a she's done, oh, oh black I knew spire. That. I knew she did that. No, you didn't. So I was thinking about it. She did Black Spire and up. Phasma. I think that that uh, she was also oh, in, she in the was, Dooku. Uh, yeah, she also was huh. a voice in the Dooku audio drama. God, she's done a lot of Discovery stuff too. Yeah, okay, that makes that makes more sense. Well, I was thinking about Black Spire. That's the yeah. one I remember most recently. So anyway, now that the mystery has been solved and the Scooby snacks have been eaten, Soren Keys. So let me let me. Let me, let, me, let me lay lay a little something down on you. <clears throat> Soren Keys is a samurai. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who watch too much of the Tom Cruise, <laughs> The Last Samurai, you may... <sighs> listen, the samurai were pretty brutal. Now, you know, they did have a code, but a, not... I don't want to overgeneralize because it's not a part of my history, but you know, I've read, I've read a lot because the samurai are interesting. Yeah. They were what essentially spawned ninjas who were just farmers who <laughs> fought against them. Right. <laughs> Cause they're pricks. Well, the, the samurai were an interesting cast, but the, the, the thing is, is that they would protect these feudal Lords with a passion and sometimes not for good reason. Yeah feudal lords that could be basically dictators yeah Uh, so anyway there is a code of honor but within your circle yeah and for keys he is only there for his people Mm -hmm. not even for the empire technically at this point no not for the empire but just specifically for his people and he will do terrible things terrible things (laughs) but at the same time He's also a murdering bastard. Yeah. As is all of them. Yeah. He's a, he's a terrible human being. Not only did he choose to stay for the first cinder, he stayed for the second. However, he does have a point. Can the New Republic judge the Imperials correctly, righteously? Or will they just persecute them because they hate them? And my answer to that is no, they wouldn't. No. There's no way. Well, I said two things there, so are you double negating the thing there? No, what I'm saying You're not is saying they, they, would treat them not, they would not treat them fairly. There's no future for the Imperials unless they fight to the death or win. Well, we also saw Well, we also saw in aftermath the literal headhunting by Nora yeah. and her group. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the problem is is when you interject this data point, which again was such a letdown for me. It was. It implicates everyone. Mm-hmm. Every it, it 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 is saying that everyone is guilty. Personally, I think that that is like that's way too big. Oh well, you know, you mark this shipment as okay to go, but that shipment was a bomb that took out an orphanage on Chandrilla. Yeah, okay, all right, but like let's let's not get crazy. However, the implication is is if the Republic is not fair then they are literally just going to jail you, kill you, make an example of you, which is probably largely true. 
Um, Mon Mothma survived an assassin, uh, an assassination, an assassination attempt in aftermath. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can't be all that happy. Everybody's yeah. lost somebody, but the Imperials, and we get this whole reclamation project, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Trying to bring people back into the fold. That's a good thing. But I think if left to the devices, there are a lot of people that would have that bloodlust to make the Empire pay. And even if it was just some store clerk on a little planet who was just signing paperwork. Yeah. So the first question, should that have been destroyed? Should that database have been destroyed? I guess it depends on whose side you're on, truthfully. (laughs) Well, it's difficult because... because do you want to be on the side of true justice? Do you want to be on the Imperial side? Do you want to be on the New Republic side? Or do you want to be on Will's side and just let everything heal, man? I think you have to be careful about the word true justice. Yeah. Because we are not a just people. Yeah. Um, people do make mistakes, and sometimes they're big mistakes, but they can learn from them. Sometimes you make big mistakes and can't. Sometimes bad people get away with bad things because there is no such thing because people are not righteous. People are not truly without sin. They are, they they are just not that we are all flawed, imperfect beings. And just because this happened in a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago, doesn't make them any better than the morality we see in ourselves today. Well, comes down to circumstance quite a bit. (laughs) Most of these people in the New Republic haven't been put in the circumstances the Imperials have. Would they be the same if they were? Would they be truly righteous and better people? Yeah, and we, we've, ta- we've been talking about this because we've been diving so much into the, the First Order. There were good people in the Empire, and there yeah. were good people that turned into bad people. Alindra Price is one that I keep bringing up. She wasn't a bad person. Yeah. She turned into a bad person. Um. That, that sort of stuff does happen, but, you know, again, mass persecution is not the order, but guess what? That's exactly what happened. Now, that doesn't mean that, that, that people weren't able to, like, recover their rights, get their records expunged, help out a little bit, see this, that, and the other. But let's say you're one of those people that's like, I'm not going back, and you're caught. I'm just trying to live a life, and this is what Soren Keys, unfortunately, ran into. He was just trying to live a life, but... Of course, he had also massacred a planet, yeah. so it's a little different. His reasoning is very flawed because he is a bastard, and his people are all bastards, and they should be persecuted because they're, they're not just Imperials. They're Imperials that massacred a planet and then walked away and then went back to doing the exact same thing. And I don't care if you're killing Imperials or just random people. You are still a horrible, horrible person, and all of you, all of you deserve to face something yeah at the point we're in you know the aftermath timeline all we have left left is the worst of the worst maybe the empire 10 years in 15 years in you had good people now you have no excuse if you have any moral compass to remain i mean yes you could be hunted down for the rest of your life you might never feel safe but to be willing to continue to carry on these atrocities. It's hard to have sympathy Mm -hmm. for these people. It's hard to, especially in a book where you try and develop these people so much, even Erica, 
I mean, she can never atone for what she's done, and she knows this. Yeah, but the problem also that they face is all the propaganda against mm-hmm. the rebellion and everything. You know, so some of these people are going to think that they're right because well, the propaganda has told them that they are right, and I'm, that's all they've had. I mean, that's very common today, uh, which is why I don't really choose to watch the news because it feels like a lot of propaganda one yeah. way or the other I like to make my own decision based upon, you know, the, the things that I actually read. Like you read a bill that's going through, you figure that out, you read the law, you, you actually should take the time to do that. And this one, I don't know. I, I, I think good and bad is, is pretty relative. Well, yeah, because think about, I mean, a lot of these people are fueled to fight because of all the people killed in the Death Star yeah. attacks. But keeping in mind that the Death Star also wiped out entire planets. Two Death Stars worth yeah. of people. Yeah, that's fine. So I said attacks. <laughs> yeah. Met both, but fine. But, I mean, considering the fact that these were people killed for a reason, unlike mm. Cinder, which is for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But, yeah, Soren Keys is a very flawed individual. Um and my biggest problem with the the final confrontation between him and Quell is it made no sense to me. Like it made no logical sense where <clears throat> Erica had had let's just jump into Erica here because they're they're so intersected. Erica has always been this very sh- closed mm-hmm. very um emotional kind of weak at times, not doesn't have the confidence in herself or in her decisions. And that's being stretched to such a breaking point here where she didn't even want to tell Hera about this whole, the information that she found from the droid because she didn't trust her own judgment. Yeah. But then she made a decision and she stuck with it. Do I think it should have been destroyed? Um, I don't know, man. I think that that's an interesting question personally. <clears throat> I can see why it's Sauron's number one goal at this point with well, how he is as a character. Yeah, and, and I mean, if it were just like one bank or something, but this is like a massive bomb. This is everyone. And the problem is you're talking about killing a ridiculous amount of people in the process. So again, just back to that mass murder thing. Right, Say, sure. Kill 10,000 people now to save potentially this many Imperial lives in the well, future. Well, you know, he should have um, should have brought some engineers with him. <laughs> Dummy, yeah. he's like I'm just gonna shoot at it a lot. So yeah. anyway, let's, let's back to Erica. So Erica had in this in this book had said at least once where she had made peace with what she did. It's like hold on a second, but you haven't. Well, no, 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 no. it's not even that. You don't get to make peace yeah. with destroying a world. Now that she realized at the end of the book, mm-hmm. which I actually can appreciate because you know I think making. I think you do have to make peace with with the problems, but I also think that if you fail to either pay a personal penance or something more public, I, I don't think that you've actually learned anything. And yeah. if you stop learning, you're you're just a waste. So for Erica, she says that she's she's moving past her 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 past. She's trying to not even necessarily live for the future, but just try to walk away from that. And we get this weird part during their battle, which was so long. Let, oh, let's stop here and say, 
if I don't know if I've said this, I feel like I might have. Don't listen to the audiobook. Read the book. Yeah. Because the audiobook is is just I think I started to say that. The what audiobook is is, is yeah. it's far too long. Again, no offense that I got sidetracked because we were looking up January Lavoy. She's great, but it's it's far too long and it makes things drag out a ton. I should have read the book. I yeah. had to start and stop this so many times. I had to go back multiple times and re-listen to things. Yeah. And the problem with an audiobook, again, this isn't really part of the review. It doesn't change the score really. No. But, but the problem with an audiobook is more than likely you're probably not putting all your focus into listening to the audiobook unless mm-hmm, you're maybe mm-hmm. driving your path to work where you just kind of go to the zombie mode. You don't right. have to think. If you're at work or doing some activity, you're not putting 100% in, you're not getting the full... I feel like this book could have been better if I had read it instead. I think so, too. Yeah. I think it was because it's only 480 pages or something like yeah, that. It would have been so a much quicker read than listen. God, I could have read that in a night. I, I wouldn't have had any trouble getting through that at all. And I don't know. We might relook back at this in the future. Because we've done this, actually. I mean, I know that you read the first one, but I think we listened to the second one as yeah, we well. Did. So let's get back in the story. So we had this weird portion where... Erica and Soren are going at each other and Erica's like, I don't need your forgiveness or whatever or something, something, but he forgives her. And it's like, well, first of all, you can't forgive her when for, you've done worse than her. Actually. Well, it's not just that you can't forgive her because you both participated in a massacre. She can't be forgiven by you because that massacre didn't affect you. you. Or it didn't involve, you were a a party, but not affected by it. I mean, I guess that's debatable, but not like a victim. You weren't a victim of it. So your your forgiveness doesn't mean anything. And and for her to even like take a weight off of that seemed very strange. It's like a a mentee constantly pursuing the, the approval of their mentor. Yeah. Even though their mentor is like a terrible person. Well, it's funny because there's even a point where... She's looking back and just acknowledging how much she loves this man and how important he is to her yeah. and everything she's gotten from this relationship. But at one point she even says, had I started on the other side, would I think the same way about mm-hmm. him that I think mm-hmm. now? Would I think he's a noble man? Would I think that he's justified? Or would I think that he was the scum of the earth? Right. Yeah, if Hera were her, yeah. were her uh, commander. Original mentor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's difficult. Um, and but- it's it's rough because I actually enjoy Soren as a character because I think he's well-written. And I think, unlike most of these characters, he sticks to what he believes in. And yeah. to some extent, that has to mean something. You can have the best-written character in the world when they flop at the very end mm-hmm. and completely change their views for no good reason. And, it ruins And them. that's the thing he never did because even at the end, he, he had a, like a backup hologram that basically took responsibility, sole responsibility for, you know, none of my people could have countermanded my orders. This was all me. Yeah. Um, you know, everything. And he listed stuff that even wasn't in his purview. So yeah, I mean, to the end, he was all about his people, which I mean, is laudable in a way. He knew his people weren't good, but that's all he could hold on to. So he had to save them. Let's move on to another character. Spin the wheel. Who do we got next? I chose nope. this one. You you choose. This I'm is choosing you. everyone. Yep. That's ridiculous. I don't have a wheel. It's a problem. <laughs> Madagascar. No. Madagascar. No, we're not talking about him anymore. 
<sighs> Blank. No, we're not talking about... <laughs> I mean, like, main characters. Alpha well, let's talk Warner. about Hera. Okay, so I love Hera, um, but I, I don't particularly see why she was as big a part of this book, and I say that because I would rather just have a Hera book. Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, I didn't have a particular problem with much of the interactions with Hera. It just didn't seem like it was all that important to me. Like, my God, how many times do I have to hear about Jason Sindula? Jason. Yeah, no, I, I and, and again, like, I think he wrote her pretty faithfully, but I feel like maybe he got a little enamored with being able to write Hera. Yeah, but or I mean, maybe, maybe it's a little hint as to his next project. Hard to say, but... Yeah, but I, I would much rather have had a Hera book than, than have Hera casually sprinkled in when you have a book called Alphabet Squadron. And, I mean, legitimately, this is my brain. There were times when I was like, okay, I like Hera, but I would rather hear about, like, what Alphabet Squadron... I, I feel like you could have... Ha- not half the book, but you could have taken a quarter out of this book that was just Hera, and you just have her as General Sandula and not necessarily... You know, th- that isn't how she was written in the first two books. Or in the, well, first book, I don't even... She wasn't really a big part no. of that one at all. But the second book, she was a little bigger part. But it's again... It's almost like they're trying to replace Karen Aiden with her. Yeah, I didn't really care about Aiden either. But, I mean, the thing... Is, well, he was fine. I liked ITO better. But anyway... Yeah, I just felt like they were trying too hard to interject someone who is just so great. And and again, this led me down this path. It's like, does it does does Alexander Freed not like his characters anymore? You know, do, does he not is he starting to to not like them? Is he is he not liking his creation anymore? Because it just seemed like it was so Hera centric up until the very end when you gave him this sort of like happy ending, you know. And it's like, again, hair is cool, but give her a book. Yeah. Don't don't put her as an after note in after or uh, Alphabet Squadron. Like, just give her a book. Yeah, it's kind of it's almost <laughs> like a more poorly executed version of Ahsoka being in Mandalorian, honestly. Because mm. at least that it felt like there was sure. a reason for that interaction at that time. Ahsoka has a book. Yeah. Of course, we have a lot more backstory with her. But God, could you consider like, you know, she talked about wanting to go back to Ryloth. Like maybe if there's like an Imperial remnant there, and she has to go back and fight for Ryloth, like with her dad yeah. or something. And, like Jason's like out there doing force almost stuff. like a Nora thing, trying to find him. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd I'd be read sweet. that. Yeah, I'd watch again. A, maybe that's what we're <laughs> setting up for. I'd you watch a know. mini. I'd watch a mini series on that. Do you think? Just based on what we know of Hera's character, that she would forgive Erica that quickly when she came back into the fold. I think I think Hera understands people a lot better than most. She's uh, always been a very motherly character with yeah, Ezra. Yeah, I just, I just think she she has else. the ultimate intuition. She kept that crew aboard their ghost together. Like obviously, with Ezra and um, oh my god, Sabine. No. Uh, Caden? Yeah. God, I, I must be getting tired or something. Just with the, the whole Jedi experience that she can't touch. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys are off doing crazy Jedi stuff. Sabine's off doing crazy Mando stuff. Hera's like, she, she would be the driver. But yeah. you know what? She's not. 
she's much she's more. She's more the core, really. Yeah, I mean, she, she really is the core of this crew and, and really the thing that, that butters the bread, which is what I will pick the next character, by the way, because I want to talk about the buttering of the bread in this book, okay? <laughs> you know, butter some bread. Real butter, not margarine. So... Yeah, it did seem a bit like filler. We did have some cool interactions. Uh, we got a decent amount of character development of Kairos through an interaction. Yeah. With did I actually answer your question Hera? about Hera? I think I did, right? Yeah, that she she yeah, would no, forgive no. Quell, and okay. I would agree. I think she would. I think she. I think she sees that Quell is not like the terrible person. I just think that she is just a, a very misguided person. Yeah, who didn't know how to get out of something that. You know, kind of what Tam in Resistance might have became, mm -hmm. except Tam escaped. Yeah, and didn't do anything terrible in the process. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, and she's obviously, through the end of the book, she's always kind of watching Erica, making sure that she's yeah. doing well and whatnot. So, I mean, she, she has a deep care and love for these characters. She has a lot of interactions with Will. and Well, she she's there when you need her. And then she's not there when they have to make important decisions. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's, that's kind of important to a leader because sometimes you, you can't be the person who makes a decision. Sometimes right. you have to let people make their own decisions. But Well, and she even mentions that in a conversation with Will. It's like, look, only a third of my mind is ever thinking about Shadow Wing. That's yeah. not the big deal right now. This is a massive scale battle, and that's just one facet of it. Which is why it was so but odd it's kinda that we like, micro-focused on, on this one little tiny engagement. Yeah. Instead of going... It kind of goes back to the overarching battle yeah, going on. It's fine. But, we, you know, we like hair. We joke, you know, may or may not have caught the joke, but we joke about, like, we'll talk about Hera later. Yeah. But no, I mean, we, we, we do love Hera, and I just think she deserves a book. She does. I, I think I don't think she deserved to be a sort of a footnote in this book. Yeah. So butter butter my bread time. Who's the actual leader of of the Alphabet Squadron and always has been since the beginning? Wheel Lark. No. Old Nath Tansen. Nath Tansen. What What irritates me is that so, sometimes you, you actually see this a lot where you have these really pretty leaders, right? But yeah, it's well. actually it's actually the the one person in the back who is doing literally all the work. And Nath ironically, up to this point, the only one with any ability to lead and experience leading yeah. too. Now Nath's character arc is very different because he was former Imperial, kind of a pirate smuggler kind of guy. But the issue with him is is that he doesn't want to be here any more than anyone else. It's not in his nature to be a hero. But he does these things because he is loyal to his friends, and he always will be. But he displays more leadership uh, when he saves um, Hera's aide, uh, Stormvane. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. No. But he did because he is an actual... He is probably the only good person in this book. Isn't that ironic going into this series thinking that he was one of the crappy ones? Kind of. Well, you know, he was a scoundrel, but I mean, it's it's Han Solo syndrome. It's yeah. like, yeah, they'll do some questionable stuff, but they'll never actually try and hurt you. Yeah. Um. So anyway, with, with Nath, he's always been the leader of the squadron. It was never Erica, and no offense to Erica, but it was never Erica because she could she, she couldn't she, lead. She, she is never not a allowed herself to connect. Yeah. She never understood. She was always a follower. Um. Will. Will's a strong pilot, but he he was his mentor. 
well in the first book. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think with Will, the squadron just respected his piloting skills so much that they just naturally followed him. But who was always there to catch Will whenever he fell? Nath. And I'll tell you something else. That was the wrong thing to do. Because Will never learned anything through the course of this series. Yeah. And it became a point where Nath got really bitter about it. It's like, I've done all this stuff for this kid, and he's just abandoned all of us. Yeah. And, we'll talk We'll talk yeah. more about Will here in a second. but Because, yeah, it, it, they intertwine so much. But specifically Nath, you know... He he took he obviously took over the squadron over Jakku. Towards the end of the book, he did feign system problems in order to stop because he had finished his mission. Yeah. That's his code. He finished his mission. What he set out to do was done. The rest of you can go take care. I am tired of constantly being the hero. My friends are dead. Yeah. And I don't have an issue with that at all. No. Like, I, I mean, if it were me, I would have jumped back in, but that's me. But I don't have any issue with him stopping because that's his prerogative. Again, at this point, he had thought that everything he was really fighting for was gone and he wasn't truly needed at that point. Someone else could have taken over. He even named someone like, hey, yeah, the, the you're, ne- yeah. you're next in command. And all of these characters at this point are so broken, <laughs> tired worn down. Yep. It's been the longest year of their lives. Easily. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, and this this is actually something else like people never stop expecting things of you. Yeah. And to an extent like y- you have to if you give Nath credit or a little bit of um, you know, okay, you kind of have to do the same for Will, but we'll talk about that a little bit further. But like with with Nath I think completing the task was was fine. Now, after the battle, he does find Will. So he saves him one more time. Mm-hmm. Which coincidentally, what that that pilot because there was an Imperial pilot who found him first. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, well, nah, screw that guy. He's he's nowhere or right. she's nowhere. I don't remember the the character really well. Um, but after everything. He goes off and he starts recruiting former 204th pilots. Yeah. Now, we don't know what he did, and this is what... It irritates me that he didn't... That he gave all this flowery explanation to Will and Erica and Chaz, but he didn't Threw actually explain... <laughs> he didn't explain what Nath was doing, yeah. and you're left to inference. Because to me, the way it looks is that he is attempting to help these people who are literally, unfortunately, scum, and he is attempting to give them forgiveness that they can't obtain. Yeah. And that, to me, or, sort of seems like a good thing. Or, you know, if they refuse, just turn in some bounties. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, man. He's the one who always stayed true to himself. Yeah. You know, he had anger. He had joy. He kept morale up. He got to know people. You know, he cooked crappy ration stuff for folks one time. You you remember that time? And, And, I mean, yeah, you could say that Will was really good with his people, but he was actually the only one that could get through to Chas, only one that could talk to her. 
Yeah, and that's that's another important thing. We'll get to that when we talk Chaz's line too. But yeah, I just I really didn't care for the ambiguous send off that they gave him because I felt like I feel like it was much more. And then again, another testament to character. Very last order gives he his sent, droid away. He gives his droid to <laughs> Will because Will needs that droid more than he does. Yeah. So he is constantly giving away himself to everyone else. And we constantly have to drill in, no, Will, 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 yeah. Will, Will. Or, you know, Chess, 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 Quell, Quell, Quell. Not Kairos, though. Not Kairos. But Nath is truly the best person of the group by far. He, he's, he's the glue. In this galaxy, he, he, he's the glue that held them together for so long. And he's the only one who isn't broken. Just a weak yeah. person. Yeah, for know. the most part. So, I mean, let, let's just let's just roll on with Chas. Um, God, such an angry, so, so much angry anger. Kitty. Angry kitty. So much anger in this book. I mean, I understand it. You know, she scorns the cult but listens to the tapes. And says, also has the leader in her head. I don't really care for that. I mean, I get inner monologue. I mean, sometimes, you know, I do my pacey thing yeah. and I practice but, things. But acknowledge you know, things it's your people, but like, but acknowledge it's your inner monologue. Don't <laughs> don't put the cult leader's voice in on it. Like this is you talking to you yeah. about your issues. Let's not get this weird mystical thing where the cult leader's in your head and you've been so indoctrinated. And you're trying to break free of it. It's not what's going on here. Yeah, it, it 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 felt it felt a little weird to me. But you know, okay, give it the benefit of the doubt for a little while. But she just she's just so angry, and I get it. I mean, she's been through hell. I can't necessarily blame her, but you know, even over the Battle of Jakku, she was like a berserker. She was yeah. just firing left and right looking for the blaze of glory that she wasn't able to get in the Ordal cluster. And just, I mean, it's, 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 it's a shame. It's a precautionary tale that wound up ending. Okay. But I have to, we, we were talking about this a little bit when we were going out to get food before we were recording, it would have been apropos, although extremely dark, extremely dark, too dark for probably too dark. For this, but it would have been somewhat apropos if she actually did live out her nightmare and yeah. she killed herself. Yeah. Committed suicide. Do I think that that's good or positive? No, but you know, you read a lot of books and sometimes that's reality. You and don't I, have happy endings for every soldier, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think it would have driven home the point of war a little yeah. bit more, but obviously I didn't, I didn't really want to see that, but as I was thinking towards the end of the book, I would have been like, this is something that would have driven a lot of points home. I think it would have driven something home that would have been very noteworthy for people to, to really think about mental health, yeah. to think about the stresses that you put on yourself and thinking about the stresses that soldiers in general put on themselves. Yeah. And unfortunately what we get instead is this ending where all these broken people by war, move on with their lives and don't have any issues anymore. And that's just not what happens in the real world. Yeah. And again, like I said, I mean, I'm not trying to be a downer. I like Chas, but, you know, think about how many veterans commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, we've had suicide kind of, you know, touch our family. And I know a few people, uh, you know, that have been in the military that, you know, have been pushed to that and or have uh, been very close to that. And I don't think that's a conversation that we have enough. And we, we don't have it in Star Wars because it's still pretty geared towards kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I don't wish for it to happen, but I think it would have driven a different point home. It would have, especially when we're going for a more adult-themed storyline. Yeah. But she doesn't, and that's fine. It's it's better, I guess, for a person. Um, she winds up mildly seeing her nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her whatever pay is cut because of her bad behavior. Um, and she winds up finding her way back to Quell, who has set up like a shipping business. Yeah. And so then they're together, which is, I mean, saw it coming. I think. Yeah, I think Shadowfall. I, yeah, I think we saw it coming, and I, I it's nice, you know, yeah. it, it's nice. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, <clears throat> I mean, are they complementary of each other? I think they're yin and yang. I think yin yin and yang can definitely be good, but you know, my God, there's so much baggage between yeah, them. Yeah, there, there's so much baggage there. It's kind of odd, like. <clears throat> When we have our little mission where they kidnap her, how quickly Chaz just kind of forgives her. Well, she loves her, man. I mean that that's that's the whole yeah. point is she she loves her. And I don't think that, that Chaz really had much of a concern about her betraying the rebellion. I think it was more she was Personal angry betrayal. because yeah, you yeah. betrayed me. We were supposed to be something. Yeah. And uh you know that eventually is realized at the end of this book, and I will say I think that that care, that uh, relationship element was actually pretty well naturally done. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes relationships, and and I'm not talking about same sex. I'm just talking about relationships in general. Some relationships are just forced. Yeah, just to have one. Yeah, I and and I'm sorry, all of the Raylo people, but like you know, I would have never called Ben and and Ray. Having that, I yeah. always was on the boat of Finn and Ray having yeah. something, you know, because that's how it started. Um, but it would be the equivalent this, of Will and Chaz getting together at the end of the book. Yeah, that would have been very forced. Yeah, yeah that would that wouldn't have worked for me yeah. uh, at all. Um, but no, I mean they're they're a cute little couple together. You know, she's got her weird jangly uh, crystals and. You know, she's probably got some essential oils under yeah. the bed or whatever, wherever you keep essential oils. I don't know much about that. And she's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> well, that's another thing. But, you know, it seems like that works for them. So that's 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 fine. It's funny how Will actually acknowledges that, too. It's like, that's good you guys got together. She comforts me or something like that. I forget what it is. All right. Says, let, okay. Just... Will's a selfish prick. Yes. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> There's just something I, I do not connect with this guy at all. No. I just don't. And that last little part there, um, when, when did that happen? It's like, what are you tr- still trying to get at it? Yeah. Dude, like you are the selfish. Stop. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, like I, I, he's a selfish prick, but anyway. Oh, look at his smug face. On the oh, my God. 
I just, I really dislike that character now. But anyway, so the only thing I thought was really hokey was, was the very ending with Erica and her like flying around in her ship. And she's like, and finally Erica flew or she was free. And then she flew free. (laughs) And then a song from like Footloose starts playing in the background. (laughs) Not the Footloose song, but any other song from the movie Footloose, the original one, not the remake. Oh, when he's doing gymnastics in the <laughs> in the in the like warehouse or whatever. Oh God, Kevin Bacon. So anyway, that's kind of the, the ending of her storyline. So it's sort of happy. They yeah. have something together. She has a cane, but she's still got legs, I guess. They didn't really explain that, did he? Does she just have prosthetics? Therapy. Just or is therapy. it real? She has her legs, right? Yeah. Okay. She just got a limpy. Limpy. Yeah. Maybe a little psychosomatic. Cause she <laughs> Doesn't use the cane all the time. Maybe she just likes the cane so she can beat the crap out of people if they piss her off. Dude, for sure. Think she has a pimp cane? Probably. She's probably got a sword in that cane. Like, like does it have like a, a like a big uh, 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 amber with like a mosquito that she can make like prehistoric dinosaurs or something with it yeah. on? Or maybe like a big eagle head or loath cat or something. <laughs> Uh yeah, she she definitely has a has a concealed weapon in there. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right, so let's let's go through Will. Um, God, Will Will had a lot of promise. I liked Will in the first book. I Will, still like Will in the second book for the most part. Yeah, Will's just too touchy feely for me, and and that's unfortunately you're gonna have people that you don't. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that love Will. I I just never felt like it. Felt like, cause like, I know a lot of those touchy feely people yeah. that aren't that genuine. Yeah. And perhaps that's just wrapping too much of my own sort of internal, like real life biases around people like that, um, into a fictional character. But that's how I see him. I see him as highly disingenuous. See, the problem with Will is he needs every single person to like him. Yeah. And he goes so far, he's so pathological with it, that he needs the 204th pilots to like him. Yeah, and I mean, Shadowfall, because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's when he had that beacon that he was trying to like yeah. make a deal with. I would have shot him there. <laughs> I mean, just shot him. No, I wouldn't have. But still, it's, it's just, it's so annoying that he... He he almost feels like he thinks he's like clandestine among every like he's on the top of the rung. It's like, Will, you are looking through the world through a lens of a pilot. I understand you want things to be different, but man, you're in it. Yeah. You're a part of you this. You cannot change this while it's in motion. Yeah, you're a small piece. You are not Mon Mothma. You're yeah. not, you know. Ray Sloan, you are a small cog in a much bigger wheel. You can stop, but the wheel continues. Yeah. The wheel continues to turn. The way, you know, anyway, you, you have to throw yourself in these things to matter. You have to continue to rank up, you know. Get your power levels over 9,000, brother. Dang, brother. All right, Nath. God. I got your back, brother. I would have punched him if I were Nath. Nath should have beat the crap out of him at some point in this book. But the thing is, is he would have just came back like some some passive monk and was just like, does that make you feel better, Nath? Yeah. You know something that really bothered me that Will did in this book, especially since it's towards 
our favorite character in the book. The cold shoulder he gives Nath for about two-thirds of the book. It's like, if you are that yeah. interested in everyone liking you and you're caring about these people all that much, get over yourself. Forgive Nath. He is literally supposed to be your best friend, or at least portrayed that way. What are you thinking? It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know. He even acknowledges, like, why do I still not let him in? Why am I still yeah. treating him like this? Because you're kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's, it's just really tough, man, because he's just so selfish. Yeah. He, he... Well, and you kind of mentioned, like, being disingenuine. All this time he spent, like, talking to his pilots and making sure they have what they need and caring for these people and yeah. trying to get everyone to like him. What ends up happening at the end? He pumps up all these people. He gets them to believe in him. And what does he do? You could say that he just walks away from the fighting, but what he really does is abandon his entire squadron and every other squadron when they need him most. Yeah, It's not like with Nath where the big final battle's <laughs> over. He just he bails last second when he's needed most. Well, Nath, Nath even even says, "What was it that he said um, during that?" Because guy was it was just in my head. He made a really good point. Um, oh, you could have left before we got here. Yeah. You're in it. You're yeah. in it now. Yeah. You are choosing to leave when if you if this is really what you wanted. You should have left light years ago when Erica left. Yeah. That's when you should have left. You're, you're in this battle no matter what. You're just in the Star Destroyer instead of in a pilot's seat. Yeah. And it, and again, we had this convenient storyline with, with Cedia, you know, the saboteur. Yeah. Of course, that that brings Will to something. But he did. He abandoned his crew. And here's the thing. When you have people relying on you, when you fashion yourself as a leader, sometimes you are going to have to do things you don't want to do. Now, you keep moral about it. Like, keep it holy now. But you are going to do things that you don't want to do. You are going to have to go to bat for people that you don't like. But you are a leader. Mm-hmm. Will's not a leader. He's not, he's not a true leader. And to leave them on the eve of battle, and I'll tell you this, <clears throat> you're, you're leaving them right before most of those people understand they're going to die. Yeah. And you are abandoning, I mean, like, how disheartening is that? How many people did you get killed just from them losing hope Well, that, you and know, not performing as well? Of course, that wasn't really written like that, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. But yeah, well, no, it really wasn't because no one really talks about it other than Nath. Because they have Nath. Yeah. At the end of the day, and again, it's just leech through osmosis, man. They know that Nath is there. Yeah. And who the leader is, even though it's like, well, yeah, Will's our leader. In the back of their minds, they all know who the true leader is. It, But yeah, I mean, just even the, even the duel. The duel was stupid. It was a stupid yeah. idea. And... You know, he, he's, he, you, you talk about manipulation. It was all a manipulation to get, you know, basically go behind all of them and get NAS bombers in there. And, you know, they do do work. You know, it's almost like it was a message 
from Freed, like, hey, these are commanders fighting technically for their people, and look how much harder Soren's fighting for his people. Yeah. And then what ends up happening afterwards? Soren keeps fighting. Will just gives up. Yeah. It was just disappointing because, like, he was a character who... Very interesting culture. Yeah. Their yeah. planetary culture, very much that community thing. Um, that's pretty foreign to mm-hmm. us. Uh, even when he goes back home and he takes care of the whatever their their riding creatures are. I don't remember what they called yeah. them. Um, that was that was interesting. He talks to that that gal a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I didn't remember names. Like so much stuff, I was just like I was ready to be done with yeah. the audiobook. Was that the one that, that when he went to Quell and Chaz's, that's the one he broke up with, or was it somebody else? I'm not sure. Will's such a slut. <laughs> God, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we have so much time with this character. I mean, he's basically the first one we really are introduced to in well, the I mean, original my God, book. Think about the Ordal cluster. I know that was such a long portion. You got Sadnik and all the rest of them. Oh uh, yeah. Almost makes me wish that more of them had survived and we would have gotten less of the alphabet squadron. Yeah, it would have it would have been fascinating, at least for a little while longer. But um oh, big yawn. Jeez. Um we're gonna have to do some caffeine after <laughs> this, man. It's, it's do not, that caffeine. Yeah. But no, I just, you know, I think it was just a waste. But you know what? I think it's also a point. Yeah, I, th- I think I think he was a, a, a make a point character, and I don't know exactly what that point is right here right now. I, I don't I don't know if I if I can accurately give a, a point to him yet. Yeah, and I know there is a lot of people who are going to disagree with us on this. I've listened to quite a few reviews. Will's yeah, it's a beloved character, and I'm not trying to be offensive to anyone that loves Will's character. I don't personally see why people are praising him as much as they are, especially with how little Nath really gets praise. Yeah. I don't I don't personally understand it. He's just not my character. Yeah, and that's fine. And I feel like there is truly, no matter how flawed these people are, there is a alphabet member that you can actually relate to. Yeah, and that's they true. They are all so different. That's that true. You truly could. I guess we're just Nath people. Yeah, I, I think we're Nath people. I mean, very early on, I was definitely a Chaz person, but... Yes. Um... God, I really wish I wouldn't have went down that darker path with her, but like I am glad I still think it would have made a point. I am glad that I'm really glad that we didn't focus as much on the cult though with her. At least there was that. We yeah. got a little bit better character development. Oh, it, how how angry would you have been if she went back to the cult? Because they even mentioned There's it. so many people talking like I wish that that's that's the flaw in the book for a lot of people is that she doesn't go back to the cult and they just drop the storyline with her acknowledging that the cult is garbage. Well, she already knew that she yeah. she caught them in her in their hypocrisy. Yeah. It's ran by a con artist. It's not built on a foundation of righteousness. They it's built on a foundation of lies. Yeah. So to join that, you are just creating it's a pyramid scheme. It's just a pyramid <laughs> scheme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sell these magazines, Chaz. If you sell 1,000, you will get 1,000 more magazines to sell. Isn't it just like... It would, have, it, would have made, it would have made a mockery of the Chaz character. It, it would have made have. a... She's way too smart. She's way too smart to go back to that. Yeah. Like, you're not giving her credit. I feel like they... 
I wish they would have put a little more effort into her acknowledgement of the cult being terrible and that she needs yeah. to drop it and less time into Will. You know what's interesting? It also took Nath's, Nath's words to really snap her out of it. Yeah. Leader. Again, Nath is the only one that could get through it. Every single member talked to her. Yep. He's the only one that could get through. Hey, Will. Will comes through. Hey, you want to talk about your feelings? Now, no, Will. fly boy. I hate you now. I hated you before. I'll hate you in 10 minutes. Go away. That's the thing. Like, I'll invite you to my house later when I'm married to Quell <laughs> and I'll get really drunk, but I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Isn't it kind of funny, like, how they ended that with them, but like, all the constant, the persistent attempts to like break through her shell. It's like yeah. the, at the end, like nothing ever came of it whatsoever. It didn't help her at all. They didn't have a relationship. They you know, you know, friendly. Here, here's something that I almost wish would have happened. I kind of wish we would have gotten the moment when they actually got together. Chaz and Quell got yeah. together. Yeah. So we would have seen that wall break down. Yeah. Because I feel like that would be a decent amount of character development for Chas more than Quell, honestly, because well, she's not just even... not willing to... I mean, she had with... Uh, was it Satinique that she was kind of flirty with? I think everybody ago? was flirty with Satinique. Yeah. I, I think I think both Will and Chaz were flirty with Satinique, <laughs> weren't they? Yeah, I think they both were. I think were. so, yeah. I don't remember, but I, I it's been a long time. Not really that long, as we already pointed out, but if, I feel like they both were. Yeah. Wasn't he like a lizard, like some sort of lizard I species? I think so. Species? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not looking it up. I'm done looking up stuff. It's your <laughs> turn next. But no, I just, I wish they would have shown like, or, or written the moment when they actually found that love. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that would have been valuable. Yeah. Instead, they just kind of go based off of that one drunken night when they're stumbling back to yeah. their apartment and they go back to that night so much like it's so much bigger of a deal than it was. Well, it's like uh, oh oh yeah back yeah. way back yeah. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. the first big interaction like Ch- with Chaz fell asleep on her or yeah. something. It's like Chaz, can you get up real quick? Yeah. I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> no, yeah, but now they're it's just like old hat and, and which is fine. I mean, they're comfortable together, but I again, I just I feel like I feel like that's a missed opportunity. And we, we talk a lot about like inclusivity right now, you know, trying mm-hmm. to make people feel comfortable, a, a wider variety of people feel comfortable in this universe. Yeah. And I think that that was a miss. If you're going to, if you're going to give the representation, give the representation, like yeah. don't be afraid to actually show the moment when two people fall in love, right. no matter what that is, let them fall in love. We saw that with Sinjir and, um, Oh, uh, what was it? It's like uh, I I always say Condor. It's not Condor. It's like Condor, <laughs> I think, or something yeah. like that. My God, they had a whole bunch of stuff between the two of them. Mm. Yeah, this is almost more like I don't know interactions with Snap's aunts. Just very weird. Oh, that yeah, that you know what I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like weird, and we don't want to talk about it because it's like, <laughs> is this okay? Is our audience okay with this? We're just kind of dipping her toes in this. I mean, it's love, man. Love's yeah. beautiful. It doesn't really matter what it is. But well, th- and let's be honest, those two people weren't going to find anyone else for each other. <laughs> not Ch- to say, Ch- not Chas- just because Chas- they're... Chas and t- Nath go out and be pirates together or something like that. <laughs> Honestly, though, that'd be pretty cool. Will, I like... Will and Quell get together. Oh, somehow God, that no. works. No, I don't know. no. 
I do love Nath and Chaz. Hera and Nath go off together. It's like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm ready. God. I do love Chaz and Nath's interactions in this, though. Like, they, Dude, they, they understand yeah. each other so much better than most of the squad does, honestly. Yeah. They're fun. They're yeah. fun together. Which All is why I would have liked to back and forth. I would have liked to have seen him show up on you know happy go lucky apartment planet, you yeah. know, and drink wine or something. Just shows up in like full body armor or something like that, you know. What have you been doing, Nath? <clears throat> Things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, my old droid. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, brother. God, anyway. I just don't. I couldn't picture him being in there like in a serious interaction though it, it would seem kind of weird he goes into this domesticated home and he's just like shows up yeah sits down like he just sits down like i hate all of you i have a pretty vivid <laughs> imagination and i kind of i kind of had like a weird sort of like like view of this little apartment i view it as an apartment i did too like maybe yeah. like a two-bedroom apartment yeah. and uh i for some reason i, I pictured like a white couch like they're sitting on like white couches, you super know? generic coffee table. Well, I'm just saying, like, like you know, because they Hera had that whole thing with the chair in Mon Moth. Yeah. Oh, I, I sank into the most comfortable letter, which I thought was a weird descriptor, but anyway, um, yeah, I just like big old comfy white couches and and like almost friends esque weird interaction. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're just you know. <laughs> I, I pictured all these stupid jewels and stuff like Chas is wearing, <laughs> like you know, crazy aunt, ch- crazy aunt Chas going around. It's like she means well, but she drinks a little bit. <laughs> like they're from the Michigan dr- or we, something. Yeah, they're a little too close yeah. to Canadian border, so they kind of have that, you know, that that kind of talk, you know, kind of like that. That was that was like a Brooklyn Brooklyn accent there. Anyway, I don't know why, but I kind of pictured the droid just having like this tray and bringing them a new glass oh of wine. <laughs> But, well, Will becomes a politician. Basically, yeah. He's a senator for his planet, so yeah. that's super cool. And they're trying to be a little more... Xenophobic. Inclusive, trying to Damn outreach it. into the New Republic. Even though, you know, the whole point of them is that they, they're reclusive. But that's Yeah. Fine. So we got one more character to talk about. Yeah, Kairos. Yeah. Kairos, you know... There was some interesting stuff with her, but then again, it, I think it really fell f- super flat. Kairos needed this development in Shadowfall. Well, she wasn't able to communicate. Like, yeah. they didn't allow her to really communicate, and they just used this BS about her her language barrier. But essentially, she's like, again, it's like she's some sort of like lum- luminous being almost that is like a shell within a shell within a shell. You know? And we learn... That like, you know, like a, I don't know, what, what's what, what's somebody that doesn't like trans, blood transfusions? Jehovah's Witnesses. I they don't. They don't so. allow blood. Tra- so it's kind of like she's like this sort of like ethereal Jehovah's Witness. She she like literally she cannot have other blood because yeah. it's it's it it harms her body and soul. It it take and we learn that. It's through blood, essentially, that she bonds with people. Which, it, it, which is way. odd because she shared no blood with Quell and their sisters somehow. But well, anyway. no, it's very, it's a life dead thing. <laughs> Another life dead. No, species. It's, it's a life judgment <laughs> thing. No, so Aiden saved her the first time by transfusing his blood and everything. So that made a link with him, which is why that they 
essentially had their relationship. She was in love with him through that. Well, he was in love with her. I don't think she was I think she she did say that she loved them both. Well, yeah, but I don't think like... They never did anything, but like... No, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know if it was like more... If it was relationship type of deal. I think it was just like they, they escaped great peril and he did save her and I think she was appreciative, but I think he actually loved her. He did. He did. And so, we kind of get this interaction on her weird killer planet. Basically, they're yeah. they're in this jungle in a bunker, and there's these creatures going after them, so they have to keep watch. And Erica's like, well, nobody likes me, so I'll just keep watch. And she's no. like, no, no, she cannot do it. Please don't tell me again that I can't explain why. Yeah. And we get this explanation, like, she's the last one to be with Karen, and he cared enough about her to die for her, so she is now my blood Not sister. Not really, but whatever. Yeah, because Erica is a pathological liar and just can't tell the truth about anything. Well, I mean, it, it is what it is, but the whole thing is, is, like, they're in these wraps, but the wraps are, like, they're not just clothes. It's like a cocoon. Yeah. But also, apparently, all this chitinous, like, armor shell thing, like, because, again, isn't chitinous, like, to do with bugs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So scales, reptiles, chitinous shell, whatever. Anyway, so she's like a bug lady, and all that's falling away. So it it feels like, again, it's like a shell within a shell within a shell, and I I do, are they, like, force- ghosts are they like ethereal beings are we gonna get into that or is she like a night sister or something like I don't that know. I mean, and they like, don't really explain this healing process very well because yeah so first off she can't interact with her people ever again she was essentially a shaman for her people she was well, she an was the interpreter an emissary. and an emissary well okay so she so, was called a shaman by the imperial true now Sorry. now now let's back it up just a little bit because the bunker is ex-imperial Correct. the imperials came to the planet she was chosen to interact yeah and because they don't experimented on right well they don't live on the same plane yeah of existence essentially and yes the imperials uh experimented on her yeah and by doing so they basically tainted her she's unable to heal properly which they don't really explain the healing process but for them to lose blood is to lose a part of their own life and their own being so it's it's just it's a really cool concept for a character that could be fleshed out and it could be a really cool main character in some book, but they didn't do a good job at all. I mean, it's just this afterthought thought thing where it's like, is this just a throwaway race that we're never going to hear from again? Cause that's kind of the feeling I got. I don't see this happening. I think that's what it was, which is unfortunate. Again, it's the concept was there. Yeah. It was interesting. Now, the only other thing I really want to talk about Kairos, because to be honest with you, I'm kind of done. But like the, not, uh, I'm done with you. No, I'm no, just Kairos. I'm just done with Kairos. <laughs> the only other thing that I wanted to bring up is that her judgment. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I try and be as non judgmental as I can possibly be because I don't feel like I have the right to judge people. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, I don't expect anybody to judge me. Yeah. Uh, whereas Kairos seems to feel like she has this unalienable right to judge Quell. Just and, through her bond with another even, person. He, and even Soren. Like yeah. she has the this unexplainable right to be able to judge them how she sees fit. Whether yeah. she holds life and death for them in their hands, which in her hands, which kind of makes you wonder. It's like, 
what? Yeah. It's like, who, who where did this you, come from? That seemed weird. Um, but anyway. And again, like, she's the last person know. that, going back to this whole you're forgiven thing, she would be the last person that would be able to give her that forgiveness. Like, yeah. And it wouldn't mean anything to her because they're just not that close, truthfully. You yeah, know, keep well, talking they're, about they're you're sisters. my sister thing, but like. You know, you've interacted the smallest amount of any of the pilots. You don't really have a relationship. You're kind of a background character to begin with, so why are you, of all people, the one that's judging her and choosing whether or not she's righteous? Because they're sisters, man. You've never had a sister, so you just don't know. Clearly. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like if there's anyone in this book that could tell Erica she's forgiven, who would that be? to you certainly wouldn't be kairos and again you really can't do that but if there would be any meaning behind it who do you think it would be because to me give her forgiveness yeah for what she's done i feel like to me chas saying that would mean something but kairos it shouldn't really mean anything i don't think it would be anybody like somebody who died on necronis like the last survivor of necronis or yeah, but that's somebody who forgives you. But clearly, Erica's not interested in that. She needs forgiveness from someone else. I don't see. I don't see how anybody's for. Well, I mean, Chaz, I guess because she obviously like really values that particular relationship. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just odd that they bro- they put that into the story at all. Yeah. Again, we're already going through this with Sauron, so I don't really see the point in adding it, adding another layer to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know, man. But she does have a sweet bowcaster. Sure. I mean, so did, why not? so did Chewie. Bug lady with a bowcaster, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, Kairos is fine. I just, I think that she just kind of got wasted. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could have, um, I feel like you could have, like, put more in there. You got that much her. time in your book and you don't have a few extra pages for her? Yeah, come on. That's a feeling, but at any rate, I I think we've we've just been beating this to death. It's another two hour episode, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So, any last thoughts on uh, on Victory's price? No, not really. All right. Well, <laughs> let's move to ratings. Um, You're going first on this one, buddy. No, I'm not. Yeah. You are. So, real quick. Out of one rating, Barnes oh, wow. & Noble has it at five out of five stars. <laughs> Is that the average? It's a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, he re- this person recommends it. It's pretty sick. It is a Couldn't great Star Wars novel to read. <laughs> That's better, the comment. Bet, better as an audiobook. Yeah, okay, whatever. Instagrammable cover. All right, let's go on to Goodreads, which is usually a little better. 4.33 out of 5, um, 133 ratings, 33 reviews. So that's, you know, okay. I guess. Uh, Let me check the audible ratings. No, I'll get in there. I think I have the... Uh, actually, I might have closed it. Hurry up, man. Oh, wait. It's right here. My phone is so <laughs> slow. 22 ratings. Um, 4.7 out of 5. Look at this. Look at this fun guy. I watched that video. Oh, He's got a review a, video. Of oh, it. is this like a YouTuber guy? Yeah. 
Victory's price is a fast-paced, nail-biting conclusion to the Alphabot's Alphabot, Alphabot, <laughs> Alpha, Alphabot's assemble, assemble. I can't read. Or I can't read and I can't speak. Look at his look at his bookcase, though. Sick bookcase. Yeah. Look at all his books. Look at that guy. He's, look he's, how organized that is compared to your bookcase. Dude, look at this guy. You need more bookcase. Hold on. Look at it. Yeah. Look, wait a minute. Is that Will Lark? That's Will Lark. That's Will Lark. Will Lark is reviewing his own book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I took a lick this. He, well, he gave this novel an A. He didn't even give it a rating. Oh, wow. a, I can't take that guy seriously. I wonder if there are any negative ratings. Let's read negative There's ratings. No one star. Ne- is there the the new? I don't even know if anybody else wrote anything. There's only like two written reviews. There's his, and the, yeah, there's only two written wow. reviews. Um, yeah, yeah, no one stars. A couple of oh, three stars. There we go. Our- Prime ratings of 1,021 is four no, that's, and a half. No, no, no. That's oh, the first one. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, no, there's there's very little ratings. It's weird. People just don't seem to be reading yeah. this this year's books. Come on, people. Quarantine. It's, what else not, you got Not even do? on Twitter. <laughs> really, this hasn't been all that talked about. Um, okay, so let, let, let's, let's do ratings. Um, do it out of five because that's how we do books. Listen, it was better than Shadowfall. Yes. And and we're not going based off of that rating because we can't remember it. And we're not going to go to No, I, I didn't go it. back and look look up what we rated either one of those. Um it's definitely not as good as the first book and it leaves some things open-ended. I don't really like overwrites of existing history. Um and I and I I felt like I felt like some of the character development really fell flat. Like I said earlier, it felt like he just stopped caring about his characters. Got bored with them. And and maybe he just got enamored with writing Hera, which is cool. I mean, I'd, I'd love to write a book about Hera. That'd be sick. But, I mean, with all my <laughs> writing credentials, right? big writing credentials. Who's big, this guy? He got Hera? Why? <laughs> oh, he's, he's in the industry. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I write screenplays for myself. Um, anyway... It was so long. And I really want to be fair because I do think that this would have been better as, you know, just reading it, not the audiobook. I think I think that was a mistake. Again, nothing against January Lavoie. I think she did a great job. I just think it was way too long in the context of an audiobook. Yeah. 15 hours. It was Ridiculous. over 15 hours. Anyway. Ridiculous. So I again I don't want to be mean. Um but I, I mean, I can't give this like a five star review. I can't give this some A plus plus. You know, see the teacher after class for a, you know, a dum dum or something like that. And by that, I mean a sucker, not that you're a dum dum. That's <laughs> dum dum suckers. Actually, I wonder if those have been canceled. Dum dums. Probably. Are they still called dum dums? <laughs> I think the I think the dunce cap has been canceled. I don't too. think no, I. I dude, there was never a dunce cap <laughs> I even know. when I was in school. I know. You were homeschooled. <laughs> No, I just did, know it did wasn't you have a, a real dense cap thing. For no, I just know that wasn't a real thing. <laughs> I think it might have been a real thing at one point. Oh, yeah, maybe back in like the 50s and 60s. Maybe. <laughs> okay, okay, back to it. Back to reading. Serious, serious time here. This is very important. This is how we make all of our <clears throat> money. Yeah, sure. <sighs> because th- this series was so much about characters, I felt like we dropped the ball on some of it. Yeah. I, I think that we just, 
it, it, it brought some interesting stuff like enemies chatting on the battlefield. Um, it brought some resolution, maybe a little bit too happy ending. I think it tried to make points. Maybe it just didn't do, it didn't wind up making the points. And at times it felt super hypocritical and, and I was confused at points. And I, I passed all of my reading aptitude tests with flying colors. <laughs> all right. You were listening. Yeah. <laughs> it was just tough. It, it was, it was tough for me. And like I was telling him, there are times when I had to put it down. Like I had to stop. Yeah. I remember that text from me. Like, I don't know if I can finish this book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, that, that's not good. I and did I had, not, I, I didn't have those fe- at that point. I just powered through. Yeah. Was, I don't have, I didn't have that same feeling about Shadowfall. I made it through it. So I don't want to be, I don't want like I said, I don't want to be super unfair because there's some good stuff. I think maybe down the road, we take a look at this again as a series and kind of piece the story together from start to finish. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and give it, I have 3.3 in my head. 3.3? 3.3 out of five. That's what I've got. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's not going to be much different. Um, It was certainly better than Shadowfall, and I would probably rank it the same as you. Didn't like it as much as the original. Um, Character development in this series has been kind of a letdown for the most part. We had a few that kind of, I felt, shone through. Nath was a great character. Um, At the end, I still ended up caring about Chas and what happened to her, even though we had some issues with her in the second book. They did bring that back, which was great. Um, I like what they did with Erica at the end. I like the shift in her personality and how she felt about forgiveness after she's in her little prison cell apartment. Um, I, I absolutely was completely disappointed in what they did with Will and Kairos. I feel like they just they had so many grand ideas for both of them and one of them got completely ignored and the other one just got, I don't even know how to explain it really. Just, it feels like they were trying to make a point with the character that I didn't personally get. And yeah, we seem to focus on some things like hair way too much and it just bloated the book and it's ridiculously long in the process. And maybe that's more of an audible thing. It might be, I'm not sure I should really, we should have a retrospective, I think, after maybe taking the time to read the book. I think in we the will. future. Yeah. I think it's worth that. It's not the worst series in the world, so it's definitely worth a reread. Overall, I mean, there were some parts of this that was really cool. Just the fact that we're dealing with a battle of Jakku and that's what we've been leading up to is really cool. It just seems like we focused on such a minuscule part of that battle that it just didn't feel like all these things that have been culminating and all these decisions that we've made to get to this point how much did it really matter in the end for the overall battle like would it have changed anything in the overall victory or loss it's one of those things where the name of the book victory's price it is focused on the end because you see how broken some of these characters are in the end but they do have redemption some characters and i wish we had gotten a little bit more of nath also at the end I don't know. Overall, it's just the 
storytelling was a bit of a mess for me, and I can't give it a great rating because of that, no matter how much it's character-driven and how much I liked some of these characters. So for me, I'm going to give it a 3.5, I think. Okay. I mean, you're wrong, but... Of course. If you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. I think it's slightly better than you. No, that's fine. (laughs) 3.3 is just what I had in my head, so... And, you know, like I said... It's like that white couch. Just have yeah. it in your head. Dude, I, I have a very vivid imagination. Did I can you have a 3.3 on the wall as you were No, Live, Laugh, Love. Live, Laugh, Love. Yeah, grapes. Okay. Space yeah. grapes. Clock. Has to be a great <laughs> clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we've rambled on enough here, and you've probably stopped listening many, yeah. many hours ago. Probably after the first 10 minutes as soon as we started the book review. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like the rest of them, and I'm done. Yeah. Well, again, it's just our opinion. Um, I have no problem with with that, and uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you too. Yeah, we'd love to hear your your thoughts on the book, good, bad, or indifferent. And uh, you know, Facebook, we're on Facebook, Twitter, TC Plan Podcast, getting up there towards the uh, 300 mark, which is pretty cool for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you just want to send us an email, uh, podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with you. And you can find us on Patreon, too, if you want to support the podcast. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. So, anyway, folks, yeah, tune in as we continue to drive down a, well, bunch of bunch of winding country roads. As we said, next week will be the Vader comic at issues 1 through 10. And then we'll be... Diving back into New Jedi Order after that, and then, uh, I don't know. We'll have to figure out from there. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed, and you guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you.